Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. We're digging deep into the crazy digital revolution that is turning so many parts of our lives upside down in many, many ways for good. In some ways, it's been a little tricky to keep up with everything, but it is definitely, I think, uh, a massive force for good in the world and a lot of things uh, coming forward that are just going to be so wonderful to see. So in the course of this, we talk with a bunch of really smart people every month, and one of our favorites is Bonnie Tinder, who is the founder and CEO of Raven Intelligence, which looks at software projects, technology products, the partners who work with those, and has created sort of a peer-to-peer -peer website that discloses which one of those have been successful and why are they most successful. Bonnie, welcome back. It's always a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Bonnie, can I ask here now? This is uh, what we're we're just a few days into summer. Uh, I know you're a Cubs fan. How are you feeling? Um, well, I will never turn down a, uh, a a Cubs ticket or a chance to go to a Cubs game. There's really nothing better to do on a nice day in Chicago. That's for sure. Um, I try and not look at their record, um, but <laughs> we won't hold that against them. It's really so, feels the best. I think it's like a you know a successful entrepreneur like you. You've got to blend uh, optimism with realism. Absolutely, absolutely. And in Chicago, um, we always err on the side of optimism. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way to go. Good way to go. Well, hey, Bonnie. You know, one of the things I think so interesting about what Raven Intelligence does. There's uh, on your website you know, some great detail and perspective and analysis that, you know, a, a business could look at. It's considering a software project. Look at your site to understand the evaluations, who's done really well on these, what are the strengths and so on. But the partner side of things is so interesting these days, right? The, the critical nature of the contributions partners can make, the skills they bring, and just how much value they can drive in these engagements. So, you found some uh, pretty interesting insights, right, about the whole software partner that goes on here. So I'd love to hear what you're thinking about that. For sure. And, you know, a customer, when they are looking at a digital transformation, has two major decisions to get right. The first is, is to choose the right, uh, you know, software package. But, you know, of equal importance is to choose the right partner to help get that software implemented because, you know, without an implementation that is a success, um, you know, all the good technology in the world is not going to result in a, a project that moves the needle. So it's, you know, what Raven Intelligence does is we are in the business of looking at partners, looking at the projects um, and the success of those projects and, um, you know, and, and help customers make a good decision about those partners. Um, and, you know, as a result of us, you know, getting customer reviews about their partners, um, we have a really interesting lens, I think, to understand, you know, what's important to partners? How are they getting recommended? Who are the partners that continually are winning projects? Um, and, you know, it's sort of that foundation that I thought would be interesting to talk through today. Okay. Sure. Bonnie, where does that start, right? Um, is and you know, do you find from the the case studies that you evaluate and analyze and the data that you put together, is it the technological capability of the partner, or is it industry specific? Is it functional specific? What what's in the mix there? 
Yeah. You know, I think what's most important about the success of a, of a partner is, is the fit that they have and how they're matched with the project. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, what's important with a, a partner is that they have the experience um, working with the type of software that the customer is implementing with that industry, um, that they can bring best practices um, based on their experience of work and what they've done with other customers to the table. So that's that's really the, the first main part of it. But I think the other, you know, essential part is that you get the right team of people assigned from that partner as well. Um, and, you know, it's one thing for a, a firm to have that sort of experience and yet another, if you get a team that's, um, you know, doesn't necessarily represent the best of that, that, um, that firm uh, assigned to your project. So it's, it's equally choosing the right partner and then also making sure that you get the right team that represents, um, you know, the capabilities to, to handle your scope of work. Yeah. And Bonnie, I, I imagine, and you and I have talked about this some, I don't know, over the last three, four, five years, whatever it's been, there've been a, a different articles about how, uh, and, you know, so-called experts saying, well, the cloud is going to kill the whole partner movement, right? Because you won't need installation, everything's done in the cloud. But actually, I think the, the major cloud vendors are, you know, they are putting more effort and energy behind their partner uh, programs and their partner ecosystems than I've ever seen before. So uh, if uh, with all that competition among the partners and that sense of, you know, how do I become not just one of a thousand, but uh, more highly recognized, what does a partner have to do to break through and be make sort of the favorite list for some of these vendors? Yeah, well, you know, as every technology vendor, um, you know, will will tell you or they're, they're um, you know, what they'll say is that all of their partners are valued, um, but they definitely do have their favorites. And we see, um, you know, the top 25% of partners getting the lion's share majority of the work. And I would say top 25% getting close to 80% of um, the services um, uh, opportunities out there. And by being a, a favorite partner, uh, so to speak, that is really important because that means that that, that technology vendor is gonna bring you into more deals. They're going to allow you, um, you know, more opportunities uh, for growth. And so winning the heart and mind of the technology vendor with all of the SIs that we work with is sort of their number one task, definitely serving the clients that, that that's what they do, but they know that by becoming, having that favored status with their tech vendor, that that's really going to get a, them in the, the biggest number of opportunities and at-bats um, to, you know, to make money. And Bonnie, you said you had run across an article recently that sort of spelled some of this out. Would you share, you know, uh, how do you do that? What are the, what are the steps uh, somebody wants to do to make that? Because I think it's also interesting from the customer point of view, what do you sort of look for in a partner who has achieved uh, a unique and sort of, you know, rarefied air status with a vendor? What are the things that partner's good at that will contribute toward a really, really successful outcome? 
Absolutely. And, you know, I was reading uh, an article in Partner Hacker by Rob Remholtz uh, of uh, Superglue. He is uh, the, the founder and CEO of this organization. And um, so, you know, I loved this article and really based some of these concepts around um, what he had written there. Um, you know, I think there, there's really, as I think about it, seven major um, things that a partner can do to really earn that, that favored partner status. And these are seven things that they can do um, at no cost. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing, right, to have a name brand already. So if you're a big five organization um, that has enough advertising budget to advertise at the airport, you're, you're probably not worried about being a favorite um, you know, vendor because you probably already are. You have the million dollars to sponsor the rock band at the, the next customer conference. And so those are easy ways to buy in to favored status. Um, but what I'm going to talk about doesn't cost anything um, specifically. Um, you know, I think number one, first and foremost, is that you want to stand out from the crowd. You know, all of these tech vendors have thousands of partners. They all look the, the same um, and they look the same, not only to the tech vendor, but to clients. Um, so you need to figure out what makes you stand out from the crowd. Um, so are you able to do something better, faster, cheaper? Are you able to help them um, get or reduce the time to value for clients? So examples of this that we see, um, you know, for like a services vendor is, is um, you know, we look at their KPIs to say, who are the vendors who are implementing the most on time, the most on budget? Um, you know, do they have sort of a systematic and um, repeatable process that allows them to have a run rate for delivery that is outpacing their competition? If you can put data points around how much better than you are than your industry peers, that is what I think the tech vendors are very interested in. How can you as a, as a partner help me get my client up and running um, you know, 25% faster than your peer or you know, 25% um, more on budget than your peers without change orders and things like that? You know, that goes beyond, oh, well, we have satisfied clients and to really, um, you know, provable metrics that show how you are better. And the, to the extent that you can define that as an organization is going to help you stand out and get noticed. Um, it's the stuff that really makes you indispensable. So, Bonnie, you know, clearly somebody uh, able to separate yourself from the crowd because one of the things that happens uh, as we've said, you know, all the tech vendors are so eager. They want to have these big, uh, you know, wide ranging, highly capable uh, partner ecosystems, which is all good for the partner ecosystem in general, right? They're, they're in a, definitely a seller's market coming upstream. But at the same time, it means it's not just, uh, you know, I have to stand out in a group of 50. I have to now stand out in a group of 500 or 5,000 for some of the big companies. So, like you said, you know, you, you can't just be uh, a teeny bit better than some of the others. That's right. That's right. And, you know, we can't forget that 
software vendors look at their partner ecosystems as a distribution channel as much as they do helping to service clients. Um, and I think the second point is, is that you can stand out um, is to be a rainmaker, right? So um, I don't think anybody expects you, especially if you're at a, you know, a mid-tier sort of um, partner firm to close or bring the tech vendor to a big deal. But if you can help them close a deal, that's going to earn you huge points. So to the extent you can leverage your network, your competitive intel, or bring references to the table that's going to give them an advantage over another software vendor, that's also a big deal. Um, you know, and that's where, you know, sometimes the advantage goes to the big five because they have relationships, not necessarily in the software that you're talking about, but they do other, you know, management consulting projects. So they might have more, um, uh, you know, relationships that they've done other type of work for. That doesn't mean that they're the best choice, but they can certainly leverage that to earn them points. If you are a mid-tier firm though, and you have those contacts, um, that are, um, you know, in a like market or the same size, particular if you're looking at a mid-size enterprise client, those are the things that you really want to bring to the table because that's going to help your software vendor, vendor be more competitive against the other guys. And, you know, Bonnie, one of the, the key things that we talk about uh, a lot with Cloud Wars is this notion of, you know, you have to be able to dazzle your customers and really it isn't just say, Okay, yeah, well, I, you know, I think we've so far passed this notion like customer satisfaction. I mean, that's almost like a check mark. How do you get beyond that? And for the partner side, what does that mean for them how, to help them stand out and get that favorite status? Yeah, well, definitely um, customer experience in that term is, you know, is, it's like this squishy word, you know, customer service, customer success. Um, and, you know, everybody says that they have it, but few people can really prove um, empirically that they're better than the other guys. And that's, that's really what Raven Intelligence helps to do. Um, so you need to delight customers and they need to be satisfied with you and like you. That, that's, like, that's like a table stakes. Um, but you need to delight customers. And by delighting them, that means bring them the value of their projects show that you're providing or helping them to achieve a return on investment for what they're doing. Um, the tangible metrics that you can provide around customer success are so important. So, you know, the third concept here is, is delight customers. That is a, that is a um, you know, baseline, but how can you prove as a partner that you've delighted customers? And it really comes down to, you know, um, what return on investment did you provide? And, you know, how likely are the uh, customers to buy more software from the vendor? And that's definitely something that we ask on every project review um, from the customer perspective is, is after this project that you did, how much more likely are you to buy more software from your software vendor? Um, and, you know, if you can show your software vendor that your clients are more likely to buy from them than the other guys, that's a huge thing. Um, you know, we can certainly help uh, a, a partner demonstrate that. Uh, Bonnie, the fourth point that you mentioned too, and that, should I be surprised that, you know, uh, a, a proud Chicagoan brings up politics? 
Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, uh, I have nothing to do with Chicago politics, so I don't want, uh, I don't want that correlation to be made here, but, um, like anything else, all politics are local. Um, and that means that you need to get in on the ground level, um, and in front of the ground level salespeople that are on the front lines in order to be recommended. They're the ones who have all the power. The partner organization is great. You know, they're the sort of entryway point into a, a partner relationship, but the guys who are going to actually, you know, recommend you are not the partner group. It's the, the feet on the street. And so it's so important to get to know the individual salespeople, you know, regionally um, and build that trust um, through working relationship. They're the ones that you um, really need to know, trust, and recommend you. And um, so it's one thing to, to talk to your partner manager about how great you're doing, but you really need to win the mind and heart of, of the front level sales guy in order to, to see the move, the needle move. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but, you know, I think it's interesting, uh, not all, but a, a fair number, I would think of maybe most of the partner organizations are, were started by people who have a, a technical background, engineering background, and, you know, that still play a key role there. And in some ways, the focus is more driven on, well, it's the stuff that matters. But your fifth point here, that there's, uh, you know, in some other ideal world, Everybody would recognize that, you know, without you having to, to talk about it. But one of the things to achieve this high level status, you said, is you got to be willing to get out there and bang the drum a little bit for yourself and your company. For sure. And so you always want to be top of mind. You know, I think that the name of the game with partner relationships is what have you done for me lately? And there's going to be turnover at your software vendor. The guy who used to love you might have no idea what you're doing anymore. So you want to make sure that you're regularly communicating um, widely within your tech vendor about what it is that you do. And, you know, points one through three about, you know, how you're doing it better, faster, cheaper. You know, the deals that you're bringing um, or helping to, to close and how good your customer success rates are. Um, and, you know, to the extent that you can communicate that regularly and make sure that you have that regular, um, you know, uh, flow into their inbox or, you know, on social media, that's another good way to stay in front of, um, you know, partners and mass. Uh, you know, I, I think you always want to be top of mind so they don't forget about you. Yep. Yep. Uh, Bonnie, the, uh, the, speed at which the world is moving now and the changes in the business world. I mean, my goodness, that thing that uh, I wrote about this some recently that uh, now Goldman Sachs is going to become a full-fledged cloud vendor. Um, Walmart is going to become a cloud vendor. Um, you know, business models, uh, products and services, partnerships, uh, what people buy and sell, where they buy them, how they buy and sell them, even things like it wasn't that long ago, right? When who was it between Amazon and Walmart? They're saying, well, I'll deliver your stuff in 36 hours. Well, I'll deliver it in 32 hours. I'll be there. And now it's like, well, no, we expect it the minute we imagine it. So uh, things are changing so fast in the business world. I just get the sense that uh, the buyers and whether they're talking about a partner or a big tech vendor, 
they don't want just what the, the technology that the partner or the cloud vendor is offering. They want what those people know, right? They, they want that insight and expertise and, you know, help me see around the corner. Don't just sell me stuff. Share with me what you know. That's right. Give me your data. Yeah. Yeah. And be an expert there. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Bonnie, then, uh, you know, finally, the, the seventh point, this is a great list. Um, uh, there are times when things don't always go right and you gotta, gotta be upfront. That's right. Um, and so sometimes you have to bring them the good news and I'm sorry, sometimes you have to bring them the good news, but many times you have to bring them the bad news. Yeah. Um, and you need to do so in the right way. And, you know, to the extent that you can tell them something they did not know, um, because you're even closer to the client than they are, um, or you have a level of expertise or intelligence that you've heard, um, you know, competitively that they could take advantage of. Um, if you can be that, um, you know, person to them, that trusted advisor, um, that's really key. And um, you're going to get feedback from clients that they're not going to, the customers sometimes don't share with the software vendor. And to the extent that you can bring them um, the bad news, quote unquote, or the challenges, um, but then, you know, help them come up with solutions um, to those issues, uh, you know, that's going to also make you um, very, in, you know, indispensable at a software vendor as well. Okay. So Bonnie, these are, uh, love those seven points. Could you just remind us again, you know, uh, where you found this, this treasure trove here? Absolutely. So um, many points that I took on here um, were from Rob Rebholtz um, of Superglue uh, on an article that he recently wrote. Um, and, uh, you know, you can find that out on, on Partner Hacker. Um, you know, certainly some of these points um, I'm blending in with what we see in the SI world as well. And how about for Raven Intel? Somebody wants to see some of the great work and data that you have there. Absolutely. So ravenintel.com, you can come read thousands of reviews about, um, you know, digital transformation projects and the partners um, who have been uh, responsible for helping with them. Well, fantastic. Bonnie, uh, thank you so much. Great to see you. Thanks for these insights on what's going on here today. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And folks, to all of you, thanks for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Hope summer's off to a great start for you. And we'll see you again soon.